Aguinaldo! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Eward is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. Oh, we're going to do you on the internet. It really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. Hello! All right, final hour for us here uh, in Peoria this, well, for today. I mean, we're going to be here all this week. It's not our final hour of the week. No. I'm not rushing to the end. We still got a lot of time to spend down here. But so. you are coming in hot. That's what Morris said. We're coming in a little hot. I don't know. Somebody just tweeted at me and said that uh, the show was hilarious this morning. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, so we're not coming in that hot, right? <laughs> Leslie Rose, thank you, Leslie. It was very nice of you. We're a riot. Maybe Thank a little. Maybe well, I didn't say you're not hot. funny. I oh. just don't want to scare guys right. away. Right. <laughs> like, creepy and weird can be funny. Here's what I'll tell you, Mark. Here's what, here's what I'll tell you. As soon as that interview ended, I got a slew of text messages on my phone from Mariners people booking other guests on our show. So I'm not oh, saying, oh, I'm not right. saying that's related. Correlation. All I'm going to tell you is this. Tomorrow at 730, Jerry Kelnick. Tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and maybe we can move some things around. Scott's service. Oh. Thursday, Julio Rodriguez. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that all of those interviews came in because of the interview we just did with Matt Brash. Okay. But I would say that Julio Rodriguez hasn't really done any interviews since, like, middle of last year. And it sounds like his first is going to be with us All on right. Thursday. You guys, you guys so, it. again, I don't want to tell you that maybe, you know, it's okay to come in hot, but somebody out there seemed to appreciate our interview. You know what? Along those lines. Or maybe it's a coincidence. Al- along those lines, is it a little strange that we spend time talking about Jared Kilnick? Is it a little strange that our first guest is Matt Brash? And it's not Julio. Julio just got ranked, what, the number 16 player in baseball? Mm-hmm. When, you know, we've talked to, to people on the outside and say, hey, who are some of the biggest stars in the game of baseball? It, you start to rattle names off and you, you're going to get to Julio in the top 10 as far as charisma and stars. And, you know, we're supposed to be a, a radio station that does what? Play the hits, man. Talk about the stars. Why isn't Julio the first word out of our mouth when we're at spring training in 2023? Does that strike you a little bit, honestly? Like look at, looking back and I'm looking at these stars right above us and I'm looking at... <sighs> Griffey, and I'm That's looking at point. No, Randy, and I'm looking at Ichiro, and it's it is a little, you know. I think there are a couple of things. One, Kelnick happened to have this day yesterday, yes. right? Where yes. and that sort of shoves him right back into the conversation. If that hadn't happened, would we have led the show with him today? Probably not. To be honest, probably with you, not. Right? I mean, we would have been. We were going to talk to him at some point this week, mm-hmm. and his story is among the most compelling on this team, right? Because there's a lot of question marks there. I think part of the thing with Julio is where are the questions, right? I think you really have a pretty good sense of what he's going to do for this team this year. So let me ask you a couple of Julio questions then. How does he grow his, into being a leader? Because I, 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 I don't want to say I worry about Julio because I don't want to sound like, you know, I, I get Chicken this a little. lot, right? Chicken little guy. I'm not worried about Julio, certainly not as a player. It's heady stuff what he's dealing with. It is. It is. He is 22 years old. He is a top 16 player according to that ranking, and quite frankly, he probably could have been higher. The pressure of the weight of the world is on his shoulders. He just got a tremendous amount of money. 
He is being asked to take a leadership role on a team that, as much as I love how they're built, is missing Carlos Santana and missing some of that veteran leadership that it got last year from folks like him and Mitch Haniger. And I think that there's some relevancy to that. And, you know, when you ask, okay, who's going to take that up? Well, Julio, it's his team. It is his team. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I think this is a conversation do for you us feel that a though? little do you, bit more do you, tomorrow. Do you think we're going to feel that this week when yes. we're down here? I, I think you, you think by the end that. of the week we're going to sit here and the four of us are going to leave and go, yeah, oh, gosh, yeah, this is, this is Julio's team. I think so. Yeah, I do. And it's interesting because I, think, I can't say that right now. Well, you've I, barely seen him, though. I understand. But, to, you know, this pitching staff and service and the yeah, culture maybe. and, you know, a lot of the other stuff. And I, I will say this. What did, what did Wyman say ab- about Russell Wilson that cut earlier? It's sickening just to be a quarterback. Just knock this other stuff off. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the biggest challenge for this young it's man. It's going to be a huge challenge. Because look at what happened to Vlad Jr. Not not that he's fallen off or anything else, but all of this. Holy smokes. He's... He, well, wow, it's not really. I think a better example might be look how it's gone for um, Tatis. Yeah, Tatis Jr. Yeah. Right, because that that started off very similarly, and unfortunately, that one's kind of gone in the wrong direction. Right, where where what you're seeing in in his world is not great. Now, obviously, nope. the steroid stuff kind of you know was a, a, a special case, but. Yeah. No, I, I think Julio's got a challenge ahead of him. Here, here's what I hope for Julio, and I'm not going to tell you I think it's not going to go well. I don't mean that at all. I think it could go very well, and I think he's got a lot of these skills uh, that, that set him up well for success. But I hope he's got some good people around him. Yep. I hope he's got some really great family, and by all accounts, his his parents are that. Yep. Right? We heard the story of them trying to bring his, you know, his mom out for the, sec- yep. for the press conference, Not and she says, "Nope, money. I don't 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 waste <laughs> that money on me." It's just a press yes. conference. I love it. Yes, he's going to need that. Yes, he's going to need really good friends. He's going to need members of his inner circle who are willing to tell him, "Hey, man, yep. don't lose your head. Don't forget what got you there." You know, national interviews are going to be coming at you and endorsement deals and this and that and the money and everything else that goes with it. It can be tempting. It can be hard for any 22 year old. This is not Julio specific. Yep. He's 22 years old and he's just signed a contract that is making him, a you know, a, a millionaire so many times over. Yes. Well, and it's so much beyond the Mariners. There's pressure for him to become like a face of baseball. Yes. Because he has, not a lot of guys have the personality he has nope. in the sport. We're talking and about- after the home run derby last year, it's people want him to be one of the faces of baseball. So it's so much bigger than just even the pressure he has in we here. We were talking about him being on the MLB The Show. Like, I mean, that, mm-hmm. yeah, the face of the game at 22. He's handsome. He's charismatic. He's bilingual. He's relatable. He's many of these things that some of those other stars are not. Are not. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to want a piece of them. So how do you make sure? Here's, here's a couple things I would say. Number one, don't have your own brand. Okay, don't go Russell Wilson brand, Aaron Rodgers brand, Tom Brady brand. Don't do don't do any of that. Tom Brady eventually did that, right? Tom Brady wore the backpack and he was the guy and he was the normal one and he introduced himself. Hi, I'm Tom. He did that all the way through for twenty some years. And that was Julio last year. Yes, it was. Will it be this year? Make sure that there is no Julio Rodriguez brand. I don't need to have my shoe yet. I don't need to have. I'm sorry, Ken Griffey. I see him up there. He's on the on the mural. Uh, I don't. I don't need to have my candy bar. Right? I don't need to do that stuff right now. Right now, I need to make this all about the Mariners. The Mariners rewarded me with an amazing contract, an unbelievable 10 years of security, generational wealth. I need to make sure, as you said, and people around me make sure, this is about the Mariners and not Julio. And I, that will be one of the greatest challenges because everybody on the outside and baseball and everybody else will want him 
to be the star, mm. right? They will want him to be the, their face. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of pre- a lot of. He's going to be pulled in a lot of directions. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, does the Seattle market help? Yeah, you're not in L.A. You're not in New York. You're not. You're not in one of those markets. You know, we are at times a bit isolated. In you know, is is that an opportunity where actually that is a little bit of a barrier? That is a little bit of a guardrail that actually does help. That you know, they're not going to play every one of your games on national television. Not on the West Coast. Not at that time. I think some of those things help. But yes, he's going to have to have and surround himself. With some really well, great and, people. and it's something the Mariners hopefully have have learned a little bit about over the course of this history, right? Where you did have those guys in the you know the the mid nineties into the two thousands. They've dealt with Griffey. They've dealt with Ichi. Ichiro. They've dealt with A Rod when he came up. I mean, they've dealt with some guys that have been the face of baseball in in various ways. So there's folks in this building that are experienced with it yeah. and have a lot of resources of where to go. They can talk to Edgar. They can talk to Junior, who's now part of the ownership group, right? Ichiro is here every day. They're not hurting for resources to help the guy. And I think this is what's going to serve him best. He's got, sounds like he's really willing to listen. He's really willing to listen to the stories from Ichiro, to what he's going to hear from a Ken Griffey Jr. or an Edgar or whomever, because that's sort of the way he's wired. I, I don't see him pushing any of those guys <laughs> off. So, look, he, he's going to have a challenge. I, I really do believe that. Yep. It's going to come at him. How he handles that, I would, if I had to bet, I'd bet he handles it really well. And I think that the reason why is because of the other people that he should have around him. I know we got to run, but much like last year, there's no substitute for experience. You just got to go through it. You got to go through April. You got to go through May. You got to go through those struggles. There will be no substitute for the experience of carrying this. There's nothing that someone's going to say to you. There's nothing right. that you have just got to live it, and then you've got to manage it. And you got to. Yeah, but if a- you're going to ask anybody, who would you rather ask than Junior? Yeah. Right. I mean, like, who could talk about that better than Junior or Ichiro, who did it for an entire nation? I mean, like, I I think that's really good news that he's got some folks like that who have done it here in the past and might be able to help him a little bit. But look, you remember the comp I've had for Julio since the very beginning. My biggest comp for Julio Rodriguez is not a baseball player. It's Magic Johnson. There's so much Magic Johnson to him in, in all the right ways. And Magic had to go through it for a little while. Right. As he sort of learned to deal with his fame and his success and what all that meant. Hopefully Julio will have enough guidance and the right people around him to help him get through all of that. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, up first has been an experience so far here at spring training that has really been delightful. I I mean, it's just so great to be down here. Great to be around this team. Great to see everybody working hard and and seeing the infielders doing their thing on the wall and seeing the pitchers throwing their, you know, driveline weighted balls against a wall over on the other side and see the happiness and the excitement and, quite frankly, the confidence that this team is taking into the season. It was also great yesterday to be at the ballpark and watch baseball a little bit with the pitch clock and what does that look like? I'll tell you what jumps out. The shift. I mean, you see in ground balls that go through the hole that were not going to get through a year ago, and all of a sudden you got first and third instead of a double play. That is a major difference that should really be good for this game. And in terms of the Mariners, well, watching Jared Kelnick hit balls like this, that would be really helpful. Swing and a fine ball, well hit. Into center field, and this one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. A line shot home 
run for Jared Kelnick. His first hit of the spring is a rocket right back up the middle toward the batter's eye. Holy smokes, what a shot by Kelnick. His first of two on the day. You were down there, right? You yeah. were out, actually out there in surprise watching that one. That is loud. That is loud, loud contact. The exit velo also spoke to that. I think all three balls were hit well over 100 miles an hour by him yesterday. And we know he can hit single A and double A and triple A. And we know he can hit mediocre pitching. We also know this dude loves to work. He was one of the first ones that we saw early this morning. He was one of the first ones out throwing that medicine ball against the wall. The guy is going to work. And I think part of the reason, Salt, we were talking about Julio last segment, maybe part of the reason we don't talk about him and we're talking a little more about Jared, because if that dude takes a step in every one of these camps now over the last few years, what have you seen coming out of here? What what have you seen? Somebody emerge. You've seen a young player emerge, take it into the regular season and be a difference maker, whether it was Brass, whether it was Julio last year, almost every single year. And if that guy goes from mediocre to good or good to great, Look out, this team, I think, will follow that lead. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, Bobby Wagner is going to be back on the market. Are you interested? Sure. I'm interested in the conversation. I don't know whether it's something the Seahawks have to do. And again, I say that with great love and respect for Bobby. But, you know, when he left... There was a reason why. A lot of it was the money and the value proposition that was left, but a lot of it was the lack of splash plays and something that they needed from that position. The funny thing is he went to, to L.A. and he made a bunch of those splash yes, plays. Did. So it does give some credence to what K.J. has talked about, which is, hey, man, what about the guys in front of him? Well, if you're going to pay Bobby Wagner a lot of money, you probably aren't going to be able to make the changes that you need to in front of him. But if you can get him back at a small, you know, small money deal and you can make those changes and you are able to draft some big-time defensive linemen or you're able to go out and get a Javon Hargrave or whomever the case may be, well, all of a sudden, Bobby Wagner does have a lot more value if you got the right guys in front of him. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, you came in hot on Brash. We both did, I guess. Uh, remember when you came in hot on KJ and you basically cornered him to get him to the point where he said, okay, fine, don't pay linebackers because they are dependent. They're dependent on the people in front of them. And Bobby, without a lot of help, not the Bobby that we saw last year in L.A. And that was even without Aaron Donald the majority of the year. He still ended up Pro Football Focus's highest-graded middle linebacker last season. Not that I put every bit of stock into that, but uh, he did come back a season ago and show that he could flash, he could sizzle. This will be about the number. This will be about all about the budget. Uh, would the Seahawks love to have Bobby Wagner back? Sure. Are they going to talk to him when they can, when the new league year begins and he's officially released? Yeah, because he's his own, his own agent, and well, they will have that conversation. And I think you hear some of that. Here's John Schneider, cut four, explaining where that's at, and I would assume you'll hear what I hear. Obviously, <laughs> amazing player, icon, Hall of Famer, all that. Uh, he's not officially released yet, so uh, uh. he's not on the waivers. So uh, congratulations to whoever scooped that. But, uh, yeah, no, he's he's uh, he's technically still on their roster, and uh, so we won't be able to speak to his agent for a minute or two, which is actually himself. So. We won't be able to, he says. Yeah. Doesn't that make it sound like he's planning to? That's certainly what I read out of it, and that's John Schneider, who appears every Thursday at 4 o'clock with Wyman and Bob. Here's the third thing you need to know. The Kraken are good. I don't know if I can quite call them great, but they're a good team. Unfortunately, they've now lost three games in a row, 
So I think the worry meter is going to crop up a little bit here, right? You lose to the Sharks. All right, trap game. You lose to Boston. All right, you played really hard with one of the best teams in the league, the best team in the league. And if you had done that again and lost to Toronto, I think I probably am not saying anything today. If that's a 5-4 game or a 3-2 game, but you got rolled, man. You got 5-1 rolled by another excellent Toronto team. Believe me, no shame in losing to them. They are stacked, and they've made moves to get better. But now all of a sudden you got to really think hard about what you're going to do before the deadline this weekend. Yeah, these Seattle Mariners made it abundantly clear to Jerry Depoto and John Stanton and everybody else last June and into July. Uh, give us, give us another piece, right? That winning streak before the trade deadline and everything they did before the All Star break. Hey, we, we're telling you we are very good. Now go get us an ace, and that's exactly what they did. What is this hockey team telling their management? We're good. We're not great. We're not quite right. And it's not time, in my opinion, to mortgage a farm. Now, if you have the opportunity to get somebody who can come in and sign them to a long-term deal who can help make you great, great. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all down for that. But a, a rental, if you're giving up a lot, I think that would be pretty hard for me to, to process. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the new Brock and Salk Show. Really fun talking to Matt Brash. Uh, sorry, we were having some video mechanical issues during that time. Justin's gotten all of that worked out. And we do have video of Brash. So later yep. in the day, we'll be tweeting out and, yeah, and posting and all kinds of videos. Subscribe to the YouTube. That's where a lot of these stuff uh, will end up there. How do you do that? Uh, go to the YouTube page. Click the subscribe button. Oh, okay. Pretty, yeah. Pretty that's simple. it? Yeah, that's it. Simple. Go to our Seattle Sports 710 YouTube page. Huh. Will you come to my house and do that for yeah, me? Absolutely. Do All right. that. Just like just like you do for also, everybody else. Before you before I say that, app. just just unplug it and plug it back in. Okay. Try that first. Power cycle. Always. Just power cycle. Do that, that first thing and see what happens. Hey, uh, Mora and Justin, can you uh, do Salk and I a favor as well? Uh, once they start BP here, yeah. which yeah. will be soon, just just uh, you know, I have a have an awareness of an incoming missile. Oh no, Shannon, when you guys started need to know, came over to me and's like, hey, when they start swinging, uh-huh. yeah, keep an eye out. And I yeah. watched Julia walk into the cage as she said that. Yeah, because <laughs> like, the balls okay. can't. Come over right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was watching uh-huh. the whole time. Yeah, that's not out of the question. <laughs> yeah. And after watching my buddy Joel drill a guy on the golf course on Friday. In the air. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely a little uh Heat seeking missile. Uh huh. What do you want me to yell? Look out! I don't know. No, use your, use your hands. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no, it, I'm not going to catch it. Hit yes. it back with your tennis racket hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm concerned that after the things we've said, more is going to be like, that ball's incoming. Yeah. Huh. Oh, look at that. Like Too bad I, my reactions were a little late. <laughs> I don't right know what to tell you guys. All right. Well, we heard reports on Friday of a bombshell. Oh. It went off like a bomb. How big a deal was it really? Well... Pretty significant. That's next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. The Mariners needed to use a pitcher in the outfield. Who do you think it would be? <clears throat> they needed to use a pitcher in the outfield? Yeah. The machinations of a game, oh. etc. cetera. I- all went down. Already, so I can't guess. If the Mariners oh. needed to use a pitcher in the outfield, who do you think it would be? I'm going to say Matt Brash. That's one option. Mm-hmm. It would not be. From what I've been told, from what I've been led to believe, it would not be Matt Brash. Brock, any guesses? Well, what did uh, when we did word association with Robbie? He mm-hmm. said that he said that the guy starting today, Flexen, was a jack of all trades, yeah. big pong, and everything else. 
no matter what he did. So I'll, I'll keep guessing. Not even close. Mm-hmm. Now, I, my first guess Diego? was Marco. <laughs> Because I thought he, you know, sort of has that competitiveness, athleticism. He can hit a little bit. He can hit a little bit. But no, Justin just nailed it. What? Diego Castillo. Oh, that was a joke. By all accounts, is a tremendous fielder of the baseball Hmm. when it's hit in the air. Hmm. That if you watch him during. If he he can get to it. If he can get to it. Now, no (laughs) one's calling him fleet of foot. Right. But. By all accounts, he gets those like kind of the little steps. Like remember Keith Byers, the old. He's like the guy. old man on the racquetball court. That's he right. He just knows the angles. He knows the he steps. He has good angles, yeah. and he apparently in sh- you know shagging fly balls. Mm-hmm. No one is better, and no one takes it more seriously. Wow. Than Diego Castillo. Okay. Awesome. So there you go. Just I thought I'd throw a little knowledge at you guys That's this great. morning. Thank you. Uh, also, is that your bombshell? You were no. I don't oh, yeah. know whether you heard this, but I make another piece of news. Before this season began, I'm told. Diego Castillo went to John Stanton and demanded that Jerry DePoto and Scott Service be fired. <laughs> no? Oh, I got the story wrong. I'm sorry. It was Russell Wilson oh. who did that with John Schneider oh. and with Pete Carroll. I'm sorry. I totally screwed it up. Oh. I thought it was Diego Castillo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I clearly got that one wrong. I'm sorry. Diego, I apologize to you and your family and to everybody. That did not happen. That is not true. I got that wrong. I'm sorry. It was Russell Wilson, Brock, according to this bombshell article uh-huh. in The Athletic on Friday, uh, who tried to do that with Pete and John. You do s- I believe it? Yeah, because quite frankly, I always thought it was true even before it was reported. But Russ, that it was Russell? Well, that it was his camp. I mean, if Russell's agent did it, does that mean Russell did it? Yeah. Then yes. Yeah. Then Russ, yeah. if, if you're going to phrase it that way. So, so how do you explain Russell coming out immediately? Unlike the why not you and the other stuff where he waited and then he gave just kind of a random, what are you doing? He did respond rather immediately that day saying, hey, man, I love Pete and John. I, you know, Pete was uh, my father figure, right? And just kind of trying to poo-poo that whole bombshell. I, mean, I remember it? when he also told us that he didn't want to trade. <laughs> Right. I mean, he didn't want to trade. He didn't want how those destinations got thrown out there while he was on vacation. I don't know how Pete and you know, this story came out there. I certainly didn't want anything to do with it. My money all went to the right spot. There hasn't been a problem there. I have the, uh, you know, the fastest healing finger in the history of, you know, digits. I mean, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry. No, he's lost the credibility for me to believe him. And do I believe Mike Sando, Jason Jenks, et cetera? Yes. I do. I think they're excellent reporters who do a really good and thorough Kaelin job. Kalen Collar. Is Thank you. Kalen Collar. I don't know who that is, but uh, probably a, a Denver-based uh, reporter She's would be my guess. She's a writer at the Okay, there you go. So, so do I believe it? Yeah. 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 Because it makes logical sense, and it's what I thought was always true. Why else would the trade have happened? Right. I mean, like, didn't you get didn't isn't this the conversation last year? Him or me? So here's Them or me. I, you know, we talked about this a couple hours ago and, and I said to you, I know a few things. This isn't I assume or I think I know a few things in talking to both sides. That being the Seahawks people and the Seahawks side and Russell and his people. And that is both sides understood there was not going to be another deal. 
that John and Pete were not going to do another deal with Russell. They were not going to give him another extension. They were not going to give him what he got ultimately in Denver, which was $160 million guaranteed dollars. They were not going to do a third deal with Russell. They had done two at his age and their projections that Russ and, and John. They were done. They were just done. Whether it was the drama, whether it is just projecting age and speed and all that other stuff, they were just not going to do another deal. And Russell's camp knew that. So at that point, and I know that Wyman called it despicable, but at that point, if you're Russell Wilson and you're his agent and you're trying to get another big deal, what are you going to do? If you've been told, hey, I'm sorry, you know, we're not doing another deal. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Yeah, if you want to stay in town, you've got to do something. That's right. Right. So, I mean, that, that is the, and, and I think by all accounts, he would have loved to have finished his career in Seattle and wanted to be in Seattle. And it said that repeatedly and invested in Seattle and built schools in Seattle. And, was a, and ultimately, his, he and his agent, I, I do believe this, as Sando and them report, yeah, went to the Seahawks and went above John and Pete to say, what's the deal? What do you want to do? And ultimately, I don't really blame them for that, by the way. I, you know, it's funny. I, I've been hard on Russ in a lot of ways over the course of the last year. I don't blame him for this. I, I understand why Pete was angry about it. Right. I understand if Pete, you know, this is now personal for Pete. And that's why he reacted the way he did after the Denver loss, et cetera. I, I, I don't I would perfectly understand that as well. I'm not mad at Russ about this. To me, this is not a bad. This is business. Are as you, you said Justin Amora? Do you look at this and, and you think differently of Russell after this report? Do you think this was misplayed and, and out of place and totally out of character for Russell and his team to do? No. And, and I would have thought, I would have felt differently again, like I said earlier, if there were more people who came out in support of him than there have been. Yeah. There's only been a few that are contradicting Are, are you mad at him for this? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I'm mad at him for it. I think I understand, like you were saying, I get it. You shoot your shot, you try, and you missed. Does right. it taint his... But, but when you say, like, this was his only play or he did what he had to do, it... I mean, that's almost making it seem like it's common. What other quarterbacks can you think of that were in a situation? You, is, does everyone just try to get the GM and the coach fired when they think they're not going to get another contract? Well, it's not just what Brock said, though, right? If you're not, if you know you're not going to get another contract, you are unhappy with the system that you're in because you think that you would do better throwing the ball more and in different ways, and you're not wild about the amount of talent around you. Yeah, I, I really, I don't have a problem with I mean, this at all. I've tried to force trades. I mean, Tom and... But he didn't want to like, leave. I get I, it. I don't feel like you've heard it's me or them a lot. Like, Brady wanted out of New England, and he's just like, let me out. Yeah, I think that, Russ, I, I have a little bit of respect for it. I understand your argument. You're right. Why do you got to mess with another man's living in order to get yours? Yeah. But if Two he people. wants to stay in <laughs> Seattle, and he wants to be a part of this community, and he wants to be that guy... I don't really blame him for having that desire and wanting to play and finish out his career here and going to ownership and saying, hey, how do you feel about moving on from those guys? And maybe that's what he did. Maybe he said, how do you feel about it? So in his mind, well, I didn't want them fired. I was just asking if well, they might be fired. That's where I understand Wyman's despicable stance, though, when you when you think back to our conversation with KJ yeah. and how he basically said that a lot of the team felt like they changed their whole mantra and Pete's whole philosophy to fit Russell. Yep. yep. This is a guy that was a third-round pick. They gave him an opportunity. They kind of 
bent to him a little bit. And now you're going to turn around and say, I want them out. Yeah, let me play. This was Dave Wyman uh, commenting on it on Friday. Dave, Dave had a lot to say on this and, uh, and a very, very strong opinion. This is pretty, us. pretty despicable, you know, as far as like, you know, trying to get the coach and the GM fired. And, you know, who do you think you are? I mean, I know he's a great quarterback, but I just think, again, Russ, I don't think I think he got in over his head. I think a lot of it was Mark Rogers. I mean, for him to have a publicist, you're a football player, man. You're a football player. I like Dave's line there. Not the despicable part. I I don't I don't agree with him on that. I, I understand where he's coming from, but I don't think I would use the word. I like his line that he got in over his head. It, it, it reminds me, Brock, of some of the stories you've told me about former Seahawks um, who believed that they were operating in a different sphere than maybe they were. Uh, yeah. I forget, you've told that other story. On yeah, there, yeah. You? I mean, yes, there was a former teammate who thought that he was going to be partners with Paul Allen. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me and Paul are going to go into business after I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not. This is a teammate, if I remember your story, who, and I, and I don't know if you've said the name, who went to Paul Allen and said, hey, me and you are going to start making money all this after this thing's over. <laughs> yeah. The ego. Uh, well, yeah. it's not just the ego. It's just the complete, yes, it's the ego. It's a delusion. Yeah, yeah. the, the a, lack of understanding what, you know, $15 billion looks like or right, however yeah. many billion it is right. versus, hey, you just made $15 million. Yes, yeah. the one signing your check for right. $15 million. There's, there, there's, there's a B. It's yeah, a trace Comas. Yeah, I, I, about I definitely have come across teammates through the years that do have that level of delusion. It is, in, and, Mo, you know, Molly has said this before, my wife, and she's like, gosh, you just live in that bubble. Like you just don't, and I'm sure you you saw it with performers and entertainers, yeah, you know, and you just get in this bubble and then you you know that's just your world and it's a small world and and you have no concept of what's really going on in the well, real world russ has created an even more even more of a bubble for himself mm-hmm. than a lot of guys uh, yes he has you might know this too some of the biggest names you've ever met are sometimes the most down-to-earth humble people yeah so but, that min- but when he when he is and i think this is what dave's getting at and getting over your skis a little too far and getting what do you say out, outside of uh getting a over little, your head over your head thank you that was yep. the phrase trying to do more than your own job yep right now you're a quarterback you don't need to be the coach you don't need to be the gm you don't need to be the ceo of 12 companies make sure you're a good quarterback right right well, you don't I think we learned that you're not very good at all that that's right well and, and i think that's also true is is his ideas on most of the things have been wrong he was not the, the offense he wanted for himself was not one he was good at yep he was not good at leading his players as the coach apparently in denver if you read this story about his private office upstairs on the second floor with the coaches and all the ways he tried to make it his team he's not been good at scouting players the guy he wanted most in his seahawks tenure was greg olson who came here and couldn't catch mm-hmm. right i mean like he, he hasn't been a good coach he hasn't been a good gm they're now having to unwind a lot of the things that Russell did while he was in Denver. And most of his companies don't seem like they've done all that well. And, oh, by the way, his charity thing is a complete disaster, whether it's on purpose or not. Be a good quarterback, because right now yeah. that's not going very well either. Yeah. So I, 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 you know what I think Dave's absolutely right, but I'm not surprised by it. And quite frankly, I'm not that bothered by this, because I think that he needed to – experience and learn what 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 he really was 
you got the text toy up in front of you? Can you guys see the text toy? I'm just curious. Eight six six. I need to get my third pair of glasses. I have a pair of. Uh, yes, hold we on. have it up. It's okay. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. I'm just kind of curious to the text toy and to the audience. I'm I'm sure they're reacting to this, but to this report and if indeed Russ's team went to Jody Allen and to the Seahawks to try to get Pete and John fired. Does this continue to affect your thoughts of him? Does this continue to burn a bridge? Does this continue to deteriorate your belief in who and what Russell is? Or is this a non-story? Is this business is being business? Well, I'm not saying it's a non-story. Let me be clear. This is a story. I will not say it's a non-story. It is a story, and it is great reporting, and good job by them getting something you know reported yeah. that I assumed – Yep. But I did assume it. Do you know what I mean? I saw it and I wasn't shocked. I mean, is this just the coldest calculated business? We see business on the other side. We see the way that the Seahawks did business with Bobby Bobby. in the end, right? We see how the Seahawks, you know, do. And and at the end, right, they've got to terminate contracts and they've got to move on from Richard and move on from Earl and move on from KJ and move on from those guys when they don't, you know, play at the level that those contracts deem. And you know what? They move on from those guys. So does this change your, I, I guess simply, does this change your opinion of Russell? We just got a good text, and I was going to ask you this, so I'm glad somebody said it before me. Yeah. Russ needs a darkness retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's the one that needs the five, six days and just look inward a little bit more instead of yeah. a mirror all the time. Yeah, Russ needs, Russ needs 206 some. 206 says, 206 whoa, says, whoa, 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 says, I have zero. Goodness. Sheesh. Wow, what is going on over here? It's all of Brock's lustiness. He's over here drooling over here. What is going on with Freud over here? (laughs) The 20 what? I'm going to stop talking now. Uh, 206 says Brock is right. It's delusional thinking, and that is Russ, completely delusional. I'll tell you what, Maura. We'll give you a break. It's time for rank. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Well, I'm not going to rant, although I could. <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Burbank, can you cut that, please? <laughs> We're going to need that in a drop for tomorrow, please. Put that Thank in you. the open. And do. <laughs> Thank you. I do have five pairs of glasses with me, yeah, so I could rank them. Well, I got two pairs of readers. I got yes. two different sunglasses. And then I've Combo. got my... Prescription? Pres- no, they're not prescription. They're reader sunglasses. What? They're bifocal sunglasses. Wow. Whoa. Are they, Whoa. Tra- are they transition lens, too? Whoa. They just have a little, a little reader okay. at the bottom they of them. They do. You like that? Jeez. Yeah. You like that? My dad has a pair of those. I like these. <laughs> I I take these on vacation so I can sit at the pool yes. and still read. That's very so, no. Cool. Glasses ranked. Okay. Not going to happen today. We've done right. glasses, by the way. I, uh, <laughs> I will report to you that on Thursday... Larry Salk is planning to make his way in okay. and rank something. Now, he has sent me a list already, Justin, Whoa. so we can get all the sound rolled into the Oh, system. this one has sound? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's Last got a word. No, he's oh. got a word he would like to rank. He's got a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> wow. And he's got a top five. So that will go down on Thursday for those of you preparing your uh, your week around Larry Salk's well, visit. Maura, I don't think you heard this, but while Salk was talking to Rick Riz over in the concourse and couldn't hear it. Somebody screamed at me from the field who was out here shagging balls and BP and said, I'm just here for rank. Oh, was it Julio? It's probably Julio. It's probably Julio. <laughs> yeah, right? probably yeah. Julio. Julio listens to ranked every day. It's yeah. how he knows, you know, 
what the best classes are or whatever. Sports. So are you guys able to do your normal ranks down here? How does, how does this work? Well, no, not today. But oh. we will definitely do it uh, on Thursday. Today, Brock, we're going to turn it to you. Because I, I kind of handled this throughout what? last week. Pressure. Yeah. Body parts that you've observed <laughs> here so far ranked. Today. Top five body parts you've, you've observed ranked. Okay. And Brock's been okay. commenting on everybody's appearance. No, I have Yes, not. you have. I Maura have looks not. like Jackie O. I have not. Right? Where's, like, the buff dudes at? Right. Okay. So just, just body parts, right? Bo- well, body parts you've seen here. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. Number five today. Uh, this was a quick one, and I didn't even make mention of it. I like how he acted like it was going to be difficult. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, actually, I've had this list kind of working out. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, think, I think I can do this. Yeah, Number right. five was Logan Gilbert's feet. Big. Huge feet. Yeah. I'm going to say he's got to get special order stuff. Because once you get beyond 14, it gets problematic. Right? So my feet, it's weird. When I was younger, I was a 12 and a half. Yeah. And now I'm a 13 and a half. Really? They've gotten wider, and I can't really wear. But that's fine. I can go to Dick Sporting Goods and get 13 and a half. Logan had some, like, Joey Galloway looking big old. Joey Galloway, 5'9" size 15 feet. So amazing he could be that fast with that. And run 4-2. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. So I'm going to say first body part number five is Logan Gilbert. Oh, I will. I think you're really going to enjoy that. Yeah. Very, very large feet. Yeah. All right. Number four. Number four. (sighs) This also was a very quick, I mean, I, I didn't even say hi to Logan. I think we said hello to Luis. Luis had a presence to him. So this is just uh, like the torso. The scouting combine begins today in Indianapolis, right? 300 and some prospects. And you just kind of, as a scout, you just kind of look for presence. There's times that someone walks in the room and you're like, wow, yep, that guy just turns. Yeah, there's an aura. You could just feel when Felix walked in here. Did you know what Luis is? An ace. Yeah, Felix had the same deal. It's an ace. Now, Felix kind of, you know, had a... But you and I'm sure Luis. I don't like Luis has the best body. Correct, but they just carry themselves like oh yeah. Did you guys feel that too? And sense that is a confidence, hundred percent. Yeah, there is just a big old symmetrical presence. Yep. So that's number four. Yep. That's number four. Number three. Symmetrical. Yeah, symmetry. To have symmetry. To have broad shoulders and to have just symmetry. Like the left side of his body looks the same as his right. Number three. All right. Ready for number three? Well, you've got one side that sweats and one that doesn't. It's true. Yep. Fair point. I'm an asymmetrical sweater. Number three was Matt Brash's fingers. They were were firm. Like, you know, Mora's got very thin, long fingers. Very long. I got, you know, long, big hands. He had like you could just do these these baseball players, and I noticed it 14 years ago. They just have meaty hooks, man. Their forearms, you talk about it. Their forearms, their fingers, their wrists. You go shake Cal Raleigh's hands. It's gonna be like a lot of your. My buddy, I'll introduce you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna be like your buddies in Libby, right? They just you know tear apart carcasses and tear apart spark plugs and work with their hands. And there's just like. Is lean and mean. Like you don't tear apart. What's a spark plug? <laughs> oh, you, you put those in the spark plug. You get some. You get some forearms and wrists now. Ernie Conwell. He was a race car guy, and he put spark plugs in. Spark plugs. Yes. <laughs> we. Uh, as lean and mean as Matt Brash was, he had man hands. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is that is that a fair characterization? Man, yes. man yes. hands. Man hands. Yeah. Yes. That's number three. All right. Number two. <sighs> now it's getting hard. Is it? Should be getting easier. Well, number one. I know number one. Oh, okay. 
Number two, the big dumper's got a he's he's got big dumper. The big dumper stumper. The, the big dumper. <laughs> number two, the big dumper stumper. <laughs> the big dumper stumper is number posterior. Two. Yeah, yeah. It, he's he's thick. Yeah. Uh, you see where the power source. And uh, now that's awkward. Now we'll get to number one. Number one. The biggest feet. Hey Logan, what size shoe you wear, man? 14. 14. 14. They look a lot bigger. I like it. Congrats on the wedding, too. Okay, number one. You ready for number one? So awkward. Number, number one is the wedding ring. Yes. Hi, Perry. Hi, buddy. There's Perry Hill, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, for the record, Brock doesn't know any of these people. I know Perry Hill. And you I know do Logan. Not. I mean, you know who he is. I, but we follow each other in our DMs. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. I slide into his DMs. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Wow. Take it down a notch. Stop it. Lots of people saying between my slip-up and you that we're very inappropriate right now. <laughs> She's so inappropriate. So, so inappropriate. inappropriate. She turns 20 tomorrow. Watch the ball. Here it comes. Yep. You're good. Yep. It's on the You're ground. good. Okay. Haley turns 20 tomorrow. Okay, number one. Number one. This is getting a little much, too. Did you You're s- looking around to make sure no, whoever no, no, no. it is isn't here. Did you see <laughs> Kelnick's thighs? Yeah. Yes. So... And I know this is kind of goofy or anything, but they call it a teardrop. When you see guys stand <laughs> and you see this like teardrop above their knee, you will see like just elite, unbelievable. He, he one legged squats 400 pounds. He I looks mean, like an action figure. Uh, yes. So just his quads. <laughs> How you get the teardrop? One legged squats? That's part of it. One and, and squats and lunges and backward lunges. I, I have found that eating a ton doesn't seem to help. No. <laughs> No, your napping wa- and eating has not done its job for me. Your walleye and your cheese curds and your concrete mixer, that was strong. Strong cold But his order. one-legged lunges, yeah. his one-legged squats, his squats, he is, he's just built different, man. I he's looks like an NFL running back. Julio's got big old trunks. He looks like he got he got linebacker legs. So we'll talk about that with him when. It's uh, Yeah, so I told you. We're, we're stacked right. this week, man. Wow, we're already one-fifth of the way done. Oh, darn it. Well, now you get to go watch baseball. It's true. I don't care about watching baseball. <laughs> I care about sitting that. here, talking about baseball, and being around it all. And you, got some guys you got some sunscreen? I'm going to need some. Yes, you are. I know. It's getting hot. Don't get red. Very bright. All right. All right, tomorrow, thank Jared, you to the, Jared thank Kelnick you to the 405 and, and the his 206. teardrop thighs will join us at 730. Scott Service tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Until then, we'll be here at 6 o'clock. The Hay Barn. See everybody. Where's like the Puff Dudes happen? Get to the chopper!